All right. Welcome back to One True Podcast. Uh, we were supposed to have a special guest, but uh, <laughs> maybe having a little technical difficulties there or something, uh, making that connection. But uh, John with, John is with me as always, and uh, John Baylor got it done on the road. Uh, you and I went up to Norman and and uh, we saw Baylor play a pretty impressive game, pulling that one out against uh, Oklahoma, thirty-eight to thirty-five. So, outside of TCU, or maybe even including TCU, is anyone in the Big Twelve playing any better than the Bears right now? I don't think so. I mean, to go on the road two straight weeks and beat Tech and Oklahoma. Two very hard places to win. Baylor had only won once and Norman before. So, uh, I mean, that's incredibly impressive. And the thing they're doing now is uh, forcing turnovers. Eight interceptions in the last two weeks for Baylor's defense. You know, that's really that really helps out the offense. Baylor's running game has been tremendous no matter who plays back there. <laughs> I, think, I think the O-line is just – really taking it to another level. They're, they're blocking like they did last year. And uh, that's really opened things up for uh, Blake Shapin too. So uh, things are going pretty well at Baylor right now. Yeah, you mentioned the running game. Baylor ranked 19th nationally uh, in uh, rushing right now. Um, and as you mentioned, to me, the offensive line is obviously a huge part of that. Um, some of the holes that Baylor has been able to run through. I mean, that's why whoever you put back there, you know, produces because, you know, a lot of times it's five, six yards downfield before they're even touched. Um, And that's a, that's a credit to that offensive line. I think this is what we expected uh, a little bit from this offensive line, given that it was a veteran unit. And I think it just took a little bit of time to, to get, to that level. Um, but right now they're, they're playing at a, a big time level. Uh, they have 13 rushing touchdowns in the last uh, three games. So <laughs> that, that'll get it done right there. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, if you're a college football fan, you have to be happy for somebody like squirrel Williams. He had played eight games in four years coming into this season because of mostly knee injuries. And for him to pick up 192 yards, rush for a pair of touchdowns, could have scored a third, but he wisely took a knee at the end of a 43-yard run at the end of the game so they could run out the clock. You know, that's that's a great story right there. No question. No question. So uh, Baylor now finds itself in a three-way tie for second in the league behind TCU um, alongside K-State. And Texas, two teams, the Bears, incidentally, still have to play on their schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, you can look at that in a good way or a bad way, I guess. <laughs> it's a tough schedule, but if you win those games, man, you're in great shape. So, um, obviously, this week they get the Wildcats. Uh, so, in your mind, and you covered it a little bit in your column uh, or your follow-up story earlier this week, um, what is the path back to Jerry world for Baylor? 
Yeah, well, all they have to do is win these last three games and they're in. <laughs> all you got to do. Yeah, it's that easy. Uh, no, it's not easy at all. I mean, if you look at this season-ending schedule at the start of the year, you would have thought, well, they got it pretty light, really. Well, it's not light at all. They're All three of those teams are ranked. You know, K-State's been tremendous this year. TCU has just shocked everybody, you know, with their 9-0 and start. And, you know, Texas, they're still a little up and down, but you got to go down to Austin and play them. And uh, they're obviously improved over last year. So that's a pretty demanding schedule. And, you know, I'd say the odds are against Baylor winning all three of those, but at least they have a chance, you know, if they sweep those games. Yeah. And you think that even if they went two and one, you might be in the mix? I think so. Probably some other things would have to happen for them, sure. but it could happen, you know, because uh, the, the other, you know, K-State, uh, TCU, Texas, they all have tough games remaining too. So it, it could it could get really crazy, you know, the next few weeks. But, you know, as Baylor, you, you got to like not having to depend on anybody else, at least right now. You control your own destiny, no question. Um Two of those three are at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I saw where Blake Shapen yesterday uh, uh, really uh, <laughs> trying to motivate the crowd a little bit to come out and make sure that, uh, you know, they have a packed house for this K-State game because it is going to be a big one. Uh, I think that bodes well for Baylor that you got K-State and TCU uh, both here at, you know, McLean Stadium. And then, uh, obviously, uh, the Black Friday game down at UT, um, as you mentioned, not not going to be an easy one, but um, I think it's in play. I mean, if Baylor, especially if Baylor continues to play as it has been playing, you know, good defense, uh, creating turnovers, running the ball, um, you know, shaping, kind of managing the game, taking some shots here and there. I mean, that's a winning formula. Yeah, this is the way they like to play. If you draw it up for Baylor, this is the exact blueprint. Yeah. So uh, speaking of Austin, uh, College Game Day will head down there this week um, for that big TCU-Texas clash. Um, All along, uh, for weeks now, I think, here on the podcast, I've been saying that uh, the Frogs are due for a stumble. Uh, (laughs) They've... You know, they've found ways to win, you know, for nine games now. But um, I I don't think they were going to go undefeated through the regular season. Is this the week that Sonny Dykes' team uh, takes it on the chin? I think it will be. I mean, as good as they've been, they've gotten a lot of breaks. Now, now they've made some of those breaks. I mean, they've they've got a real uh, niche for uh, just making – key plays when they need them because they've gone into a lot of games in the fourth quarter. You know, it's still very much a battle, even, even the last few minutes, but they've managed to pull them out. Uh, I just think they're kind of due for a stumble. I I mean, it just looks like the right spot for it, but then again, you can't really trust the Longhorns all the time either. Yeah. uh, I agree with you. I I said, I think weeks ago that I thought this would be uh, the game that, that, you know, TCU got, got, uh, um, and I think that part of the factor could be that Gary Patterson 
you know, being over there and knowing that team, knowing that personnel, uh, he's going to scheme up some stuff. Uh, he always had uh, Texas's number, you know? Right, yeah. GP always seemed to play pretty well against Texas. And, uh, you know, we'll we'll see if uh, he's got the reverse <laughs> where he can uh, – he can maybe dial up some things for the frogs. Uh, you know, I don't know. We'll have to check it out. Um, so Thanksgiving is coming up pretty quick. Um, as we mentioned, Baylor plays the day after Thanksgiving in that Texas game. Um, and to me, this is not only just one of the biggest food holidays on the calendar, it may be the Super Bowl of food holidays. So, when you and Karen and whoever, you know, whenever you're getting together with people for Thanksgiving and you're loading up that plate, what are you grabbing on that plate? I mean, what are you most looking forward to? Well, Bryce, as much as I like turkey and dressing and a lot of gravy, I don't want to steal your thunder here, but man, that pumpkin pie with whipped cream topping it off. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, that's world class right there. As you know, I am a a big aficionado of pumpkin pie. Uh, a little pumpkin pie story. I probably have told it on the podcast before. Uh, my grandmother used to make me a pumpkin pie just for myself. Uh, oh, I had wow. my own pumpkin pie because that's how much everyone knew I loved it. And yes, the whipped cream takes it to another level. However, I always say I I could eat a piece of pumpkin pie with a big turd on it. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to, <laughs> but I mean, I really love pumpkin pie. And uh, I just think it's a crying shame that it only comes around pretty much at Thanksgiving. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, I could have pumpkin pie in July, you know, I mean, it's that good. Well, well, Bryce, uh, can you still eat a whole pumpkin pie? Uh, I probably could. Now, should I? <laughs> Uh, you know, then we'd have to start the uh, New Year's resolutions a little early, like the day after Thanksgiving, if I, uh, if I were to eat a whole pumpkin pie now. I know I try to try to moderate, um, mm-hmm. you know, space it out. Um, there have been times where, you know, we had multiple pumpkin pies and, and I was eating, you know, like a piece or two a day or something and spacing it out. And Janet started to like throw a pumpkin pie out. Cause she was like, it has been around here too long. And I was like, no, 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 you can't throw pumpkin pie out. I mean, that's, that's a sin. You know, you must have had a really wonderful grandmother. <laughs> she really <laughs> to make you she, a whole she really is. Uh, that's Nana. She's actually still alive. Uh, she's oh, okay. one, one living grand grandparent. So um, yeah, so uh, folks, enjoy your Thanksgiving. It's still a little ways away, but um, I will also say regarding Super Bowl food holidays, <laughs> a the Super Bowl, that's another mm-hmm. big one, right? Because you know you're going to get pizza and wings and cookies and stuff. That's a pretty good one. Well, and you then, can throw some pumpkin pie in there. Well, sure, why not? Uh, <laughs> And then the other one, so we have a little tradition in the Cherry House. Um, and I think, again, maybe I've told you this before, but uh, on Christmas Eve, it is our tradition 
that our Christmas Eve meal would be a finger food kind of extravaganza. Like we have uh, chicken wings, we have shrimp, we have queso and cheese and crackers and dips and chips and Fritos and, you know, just uh, like chili cheese dip. And uh, it is literally my favorite meal of the year, even more so than Thanksgiving, probably. Uh, well, I'll come on over then. It's it's awesome. You can come over. Um, it's it's a junk food extravaganza, which ex- basically speaks to my, uh, you know, to my personality. So, <laughs> you know, that's me. pretty good to me. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we'll see what the Bears do this week against K State, and uh, looking forward to it. it. Should be a fun one. Okay. It's gonna Thanks. be fun, boy. Yep. See you, Johnny.